Welcome back to 10 Minute Investing Canada, where we try and increase those returns in less time than your morning commute. I'm your host, Austin Benz. Thanks for listening. Hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today, we're going to have a little bit of a different episode. I'm not going to cover anything specifically like copper or anything like that. I'm just going to do a quick overview of of myself and why I'm here and just an overview of the market and everything I, I'm looking at right now and what I like, what I don't like, and just kind of give a rough overview of myself and my views now. I'm just moving forward. We have gotten a few more listeners now, uh, more than just people that I know personally and have sent out. So I just thought I would do an episode like this just to give an overview of myself, what I what I see and what I'm thinking of and, and kind of my background, I guess, as well, as far as investing goes and how long I've been looking at the markets. Um, so I've been investing personally for about seven years now, maybe six years now. Um, I started when I was in university. I did fund it almost entirely through debt. I had some money through summer jobs, but I think anyone that's been to university knows you don't have a ton of money saved up. Um, I had funded it almost entirely through debt uh, while I was in university. I did major in finance, so that was kind of where my love of love of finance and love of the markets came from. Had a couple of good professors that really steered us in the right direction and, and developed a passion for it from there. Um, and, and most of my initial investments were funded through through debt and just taking shots at things and looking at all the bigger stocks that people look at, the Apples, the, the Netflix. And I always laugh, a couple of friends of mine, we always talk about university now and how we always said, like, there's just no way Apple can keep going up. Like, they've just been on this crazy run. They're almost at 100 bucks a share. This is pre-split, of course. Um, and now, now they split five to one and they're at 137 bucks as of today. So there's an easy 500 and some percent we could have taken. And let me tell you, if you look at everything I've bought in over my days, um, I would have been a lot smarter to just buy Apple just stick to that and let Tim Cook and the boys, uh, run with money and, or Amazon, any of those Netflix, you know, I remember looking at Netflix at 900 bucks thinking, geez, like this is just going to keep going up or 600 bucks even like, oh, this has been on such a run. Like, you know, things need to cool off, but, um, it's mistakes like that that definitely make you learn down the road. So I'm, I'm happy to laugh about them. I'm happy to laugh about the opportunities I didn't take. Um, me and some buddies always laugh and look at the ideas that we had that never acted on that ended up being great ideas. And I think that's part of it too, just missing those opportunities and having more confidence later on in life. Um, I, I was a younger investor when the, the weed boom happened. And I remember looking at all those weed companies and just every time I was always saying, you know, once they correct, I'm going to buy a little more and then I'll go on the next one. Once they correct and lo and behold, they never corrected. Got in for a little bit, but didn't make near what I could have made looking at Canopy, Afria, all, all of them back in the day. And I just remember watching them. Um, it, it was tough to focus at work. You're just refreshing your browser all the time looking for those new prices because it just it just seemed like a video game. It didn't make sense. And and that was my first experience with a crazy market that, that ran like that. But yeah, I've had a lot of uh, situations like that where money I didn't make or, or money that I, I had lost. I, I played with options for a while. I was op- doing options on the S&P 500 back and forth, day-to-day options, basically trying to do the day trade thing and got slashed up there. Um, I've tried using leverage as in the ETFs. Anyone that uses those nugget or dust uh, is gold, inverse gold and, and three times leverage gold, three times leverage inverse to gold. There's uh, LABU and LABD, which is biotech. There's a few more. Um, I think WTIC is one for oil. I can't remember the inverse, but yeah, the three times leverage. So those things are just swinging, um, using immense leverage. You can lose a lot of money there. And I did growing up uh, through the years when university, when money wasn't cheap, you know, I lost some money on, on credit. Um, lost a few thousand dollars on lines of credit when I didn't have any money coming in in university. And I think that's part of the reason 
Um, or that is the reason I learned so many lessons and, and, you know, it's not tough to see that happen, but that's how you learn it. You know, they say the university of life, you don't get to know the tuition until you've paid it. And I think that's one of those things. You don't know the price you're going to pay on some of these lessons until you pay them. But yeah, I've been investing for a long time, a uh, long time is in like seven or so years, but I've seen a lot more success in the past two or three. When I look at the money I lost, plus the interest I was paying back in those university days to cover all those losses and you know, just kind of scraping by. I wasn't just paying back my debts. I was still putting money into my accounts to try and trade my way out of it. I know that sounds crazy to people that aren't in the game. I know my parents thought I was crazy. Lots of my friends it just seemed like a gambler that keeps going back to the casino and losing money. But in my eyes, you know, I had paid my dues. I, I paid my, my fees or lost my money learning my lessons and could move forward and be a little bit smarter, be a little bit wiser with my decisions and do more research, do more homework. And uh, that was how I pulled myself out of out of debt. I didn't just do it the old fashioned way and throw in the towel. I kept getting back on the horse. Um, like I said, I've had a lot more success in the last couple of years. And that's maybe what I'm going to get into now and just talk about the last few years and what I've seen and what I see going forward. So I'm up about 120% on my money in the last year or so. Um, I, I was pretty lucky. I actually stepped into a new job at the beginning of 2020 and I was a little bit backed off from the markets just because I was trying to figure out this new job and new change in my life. I was in a different city um, than I had grown up in. I had never been out of the city I grew up in my whole life. I was in a new one and just trying to figure things out that way and figure things out career-wise. You know, they say your job is your most important investment because if you lose that, you'd be hooped, especially before you have those assets under management when you're a younger guy, you only have a few thousand bucks. Your job's your most important investment. So I was, I was investing my time into that and not really in the markets. And then lo and behold, COVID-19 happens. And wow, am I glad if there's ever a time to be 60% out of the markets and sitting in cash, that was the time. So after watching that, I had made a few missteps, even even in playing the COVID-19, I, I had made a few missteps. I remember picking up Jets, J-E-T-S as an airline ETF. It's a North American Airlines ETF. I remember picking that thing up at like 22 bucks thinking it came from 36. Like there's not a chance it'll keep going. This stupid pandemic's going to be over in like three weeks. Well, here, what are we, 10 months in? We have no end in sight. So obviously Jets kept going down. I lost some money on Jets there. Um, it did end up rebounding, but I moved most of it out and then started making some good plays. Um, initially, I had made some money just buying in banks. My theory when the first drop came, because I wasn't so into the markets, like I said, I had been stepped back. So I wasn't really into them. I didn't know what was going on. And I just thought, you know, let's build a good value-based portfolio using these depressed prices. So I had picked up my banks, I picked up my pipeline, my Enbridge, um, picked up some some sure thing stocks like that. And I was riding those. And then after watching the markets for a few more months, getting into it, I kind of realized, you know, maybe we're going to see something different here. We're going to see the ability to make a huge return. So still down about 20% from my Jets uh, misstep. I had moved into the banking and the pipeline, picked up about 20% there. And that's when I got on the gold and silver. That's when I really got into this pressure, precious metals kick. I know I did that pop, copper podcast last time and I'm floating the idea of a precious metals Monday because I do believe that precious metals have a ton more to go. But that's that was the start of me kind of finding the research and learning more about how this fiscal stimulus plays into things like precious metals and, and commodities, how it drives those prices up as we've seen. And it's going to continue to do so in my eyes. So I moved over to the gold stocks, um, gold and silver. HUZ is a silver uh, silver Canadian stock. Uh, it's a Horizons ETF for silver. And then I bought some gold stocks. Uh, I am Gold Corp is one of the ones I'm, I'm big on. And I might talk about that in a later podcast. But I made some gains off there, um, ha had a bit of a run. And then in 
August, they started falling off. Late August, I had pulled some out of the gold and silver. Still had some and ended up actually riding them down a bit. So I lost some of my money, but I was up a good 20, 30% from those golds. Um, and then I did find the uh, psychedelic stock sector. And that's that has been my saving grace of this recent, uh, that in the EV sector. I know a lot of people are all about the EV sector and I had some success there too with the NEO NIO. But MMED, TRIP, TRIP, Revive, Therapeutics, RVV, those ones were my saving grace. And that's what made me my returns. Um, I didn't have obviously my whole portfolio in, but I had maybe only 800 bucks, like something really small originally in MMED at 40 cents. And, you know, we're at $3.80 now. So even on that, when you're talking about a nine times return or 900% return, um, it can do a lot of a lot of good for your portfolio. So riding the coattails of the psychedelic stocks, I, I did pull into 120%. I've definitely moved things around since then. Um, and then just to discuss moving forward, I mentioned the EV space, electric vehicles. If you take a look, look what Tesla's done, right? 1,200%, that NIO, NIO, like they were a $2 stock. They got it to 60 bucks. They're down to like $56 now. Think about the appreciation in there. Like I just don't see them... I don't see those going up too much more in the near term. Like I'm not even saying they're bad companies. I actually am really bullish on Tesla in the long term. I think some of the things Tesla is doing is great and I could get into that in a later date, but uh, I'm not against them now. But in the short term, I don't think the EV space is where you want to be. I do think there's another bull run to come in the psychedelic space. If you saw the weed industry, like I was just talking about before, I kept waiting for this correction point to get in on the psychedelic space. The biggest lesson I learned there is that those corrections don't come in these emerging markets. When, when a new market's coming and we're just going to see a run and a boom, you can't just keep waiting for the correction. I think we've had one a bit in MMED and, and RVV and, and uh, NUMI, NUMI, Numulus Therapeutics. Um, all of them have kind of pulled back from their highs. And I think this is all we're going to get as far as a pullback. As soon as MMED lists on the NASDAQ, which is coming very soon in the next couple months at the latest, we're going to see another bull run in that. I would, I would get some money in there now. Um, and I'm still bullish on gold and silver. I know I said I did come off some of those highs from August and lost some money. They've been on a pretty steady downtrend since August and I, it doesn't make sense. I do think they're going to go up, but um, I would put my money in the miners. It's copper as well. Copper, gold, silver, all these materials have kind of been trending down the last six months. And it doesn't make sense too when you look at the miners. Um, the price of gold went up 25%. The price of the miners went up like 20%. If you're looking at a broad-based index of gold miners, like how does that make sense? What the hell is going on, right? If, if you're pulling, let's just use rough numbers, for example, if you're pulling $2,000 an ounce gold out of the ground, your cost of production is $1,500 an ounce, or let's say $1,000 an ounce because they were making money still at $1,300. So you're pulling $2,000 an ounce gold out of the ground. It costs you $1,000 an ounce to mine it. And now all of a sudden it's $2,500 an ounce. Well, your profit margins or your EBITDA ratios have gone up a ton. It's, it's way more than the gold price. That's the leverage you see with these miners. So to, for them to go up less than the gold price, it doesn't make sense. And that's why going forward, I discuss this in the copper podcast. Like I see some of the right miners. If you make your right picks on these mining companies, we're going to see 100, 200, 300, 400% returns. Some of the junior ones that employ more leverage, you'll see the more of those 400s. But obviously it comes with more risk. If they don't hit the right vein of gold or don't hit the right vein that they're planning on, they can go They can go down 50% as well. But I think that's a great place to put money. As I said, I'm waiting short-term, very short-term bull run here in the psychedelic stocks. I've listed a few. I'll put some of the names of psychedelic stocks in the bio here as well. Um, I'll also put some miners for gold, copper, silver in the bio as well. I'm going to continue to do more podcasts on them because that's a big industry I see moving forward. Like Psychedelics is a very short-term and it's going to be a burn uh, a burn and get out like, like the weed industry was. You know, if you rode those canopy gains all the way up to $70 from like five bucks, you're a happy man or woman. 
Um, but you don't want to ride them back down because we ended up seeing 20 bucks again. So I think that's how uh, psychedelics are going to be. I think we're going to see a huge bull run. It's all going to rush in. The psychedelic bull run is going to come. The shroom boom, as uh, as you could call it. But and then I think it will uh, it will run hot for a while and we'll run out of steam. So I'd like to get out of there for a longer term investment and look at these precious metals. And that's going to where a lot of my focus is going to be going forward as far as this podcast is concerned. Um, macro factors, you know, I'm going to do a macro episode probably once at least every two weeks just in regards to precious metals and everything. Um, I'm going to do another update on the on the shroom boom and how to play it in the short term. I think you should get in now. I don't think we're going to go any lower than this. I don't think we're going to have a lot of time to load up. Um, and then, then we'll get into some more episodes of uh, just individual companies in copper, silver, gold, all these miners, and uh, what's going on with them, and, and just why I th- why I like them. Like I said, I like the whole sector. You're just gonna put a little bit of your money, you know, put two percent or three percent in your portfolio, or you know, whatever it is, like five to eight hundred bucks to two thousand. I don't know, whatever money you have to invest in each of these, and, and pick ten or pick twenty miners across copper, gold, silver. Some of them are gonna hit a good vein, and you're gonna make a ton of money. You know, some might not go up as as much. I think the whole tailwind from the macro factors will push all of them up. Um, but diversify a bit when it comes to this, just because they are actual mines. They're actually trying to pull ore to the ground. You don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket. I mean, it'd be great if it hit. But if you get the one miner that's not hitting what they said they were going to do, you're going to be mad because you're going to be watching everyone else make gains in the same sector you're in that you should be making, and you just you gotta you pick the lemon. So um, that would be my that would be my uh, advice for the precious metal sector. I'm going to log off here though. I hope you enjoyed this. Just an overview of myself and my views on the market in general. Like I said, moving forward, we're going to do more macro episodes on the precious metals market. We're going to do an. Uh, industry overview of the psychedelic space and some names I like there soon. Um, and then we're going to start picking miners. We're going to go from there. Obviously, I'm, I still like tech. I didn't really get into it in this podcast. I, I could do a whole episode. I could do a whole week of episodes on tech stocks. You know, obviously, technology is not going backwards. It's always going forward. So there's always going to be winners in tech. It's just a matter of who to have. I like them. Um, but yeah, if anyone's listening and following along, I really hope the best for you. I hope we can keep making money. Like I said, I'm up about 120% in the last uh, six months to a year here and I and I hope to keep it going and I hope some people that follow along will keep it going with us. Um, I want everyone to make money and I want everyone to be successful in this game. That's what keeps it fun and that's what keeps the capital markets alive. So I'm going to log off. Thanks for listening. Um, there's an email in my bio now too. If anyone listening wants to shoot me an email on what you want to hear about or you have a question about a stock or or an industry and you want us to talk about it, we'll do that. It's 10minuteinvesting at gmail.com. Um, and then I have a Twitter as well. You can follow us on Twitter. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you want to hear or what you want to talk about. Um, and we'll, we'll be more than happy to oblige. So uh, that's me logging off. And thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, sorry for going way over time as, as I've been doing lately. Good night. <laughs>